Snow. 24-hour sports anywhere in the world on iHeartRadio. This is 1460 KXNO. Hi, right, welcome back. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station. 1460 KXNO. Rolling Stones, by the way, rescheduled their concerts. Did you see the video of... Mick Jagger, I did making not. his comeback from his was it heart surgery he had? I think it was open heart surgery. You have been the one that have been filling in me in and all these details, so you'll know better than me. Well, um, the concert that we thought was going to be postponed is actually going to kick off the tour. Oh, so Chicago for the Rolling Stones back on for the same ever date? so same date. Your tickets are still good, still good. Held on to them. When is that date? June the twenty one. June? Friday, 21st. June the 21st. So, what, Thursday, Friday off for you that week? Yeah, yeah for sure. For well, sure. No, Wednesday? you know what, maybe, no. Maybe. <laughs> Whole week Friday off. for sure. Friday for sure. I'm not going to go to Denver. No, I was going to go to Denver next week. But I anyway. think June is the the most difficult for sports radio in this market. Do you really? Yeah, I do. We still I'm got NBA and yeah, NHL but, yeah, going on. Phil Steele's out, isn't he, by then? Well, I mean, are we just going to read it cover to cover? Okay. But, yeah. We'll, we'll find an angle on pretty much every yeah, article. Nah, you know what? Is I think back to last June, I don't remember us coming in. What are we going to talk about today? Well, that's never the problem. No, there's always something, right? Right. There, there's always something. Is it? Yeah. You to mean, localize you, things, though. Mm-hmm. I get your point. With, without the PTL last year, I didn't like that. Yeah, I get your point. We still get the Capital City League, mm-hmm. and that helps. Mm-hmm. We're not going to break down box scores of the Capital City League. No, no, but. No. But you, you you usually get over there to see a game mm-hmm. or two, right? Valley yep. Southwoods? Yeah, it's hop, skip, and a jump away. Right. My old school that I taught at for a number of years, so get to see some of the people that are bouncing around the building and stuff. Yeah, like to get over there at least a time or two throughout the summer. Good stuff. Well, Lindell Wigginton, by the way, speaking, and we'll talk to Alex Halstead coming up. Um, he didn't get invited to the Combine, as we know. Shayok is yeah. in. Tyler Cook is in. We know uh, Taylor, Horton Tuckin, uh, Taylor Horton Tucker is in. By the way, um, I'm, I just wonder if Iowa State Athletic Department is getting ready to send out a uh, or make a, an act a new rule. Uh, student athletes, you cannot go to Walmart. Not good. <laughs> that has not been kind to them. When well, they got three of them, Terrence Lewis, yeah, Taylor uh, Norton Tucker, Taylor Norton Tucker, and uh, a foot, a Wazarike. Football. Yes, a Wazarike. Uh, all got busted, and I, it's got to be that self checkout, right? Where they are you a self checkout no, guy? Hell no. No, no, not me. See, no I way. figure because you, you don't like to interact a whole lot, that no, that would be right up true. your alley. You know what? I get that's a bad rap. I just <laughs> once I just, you get out of the basement, you're good. Right? It's just getting you out of the basement Indeed. that can be the problem. Indeed. Um, you know, I, I want to bring this up. You mentioned this yesterday. Was yesterday within the last couple of days? Anyway, I think it's um, it's a kind of a good middle of May story, and it has to do with high school sports. Um, and, and it's the Johnson Dragons in the, in the Johnson Athletic Department, mm-hmm. I guess. So they're going to take their media in-house. Correct. All of it. So this means that, you know, if Mediacom wants to show up and do a game, mm-hmm. if you want to show up and do a game, basketball or football, they're not going to allow KXNO or anybody, I guess, but right. it would be KXNO, uh, or Mediacom. Who else would be out there that they, uh, Pete Tarpey? Yes, same thing. Yep, with CISN. They're not going to allow any of their sporting activities to be broadcast by anyone other than them. Taking it all in house. Now, Urbandale has done this the last couple of years. Urbandale, though, and Dr. Watson over there, the athletic director, he's, he knows that I'll come for a game or two at, at the very most. I try to hit everybody across the mm-hmm. metro, 
try to find a spot for everybody in the schedule. And with that, I'm not going to be there every week. I'm you not going to be there. I remember why I came up yesterday. I came up when we were BSing with Dwight and yes. Banks and, and Coach Moore at Roosevelt. And then you told me that afterwards. So, so Urbandale has done this. Who does their games? I don't know who does the play-by-play. I do know sometimes, and I've heard some places, they just put the video feed up. They'll have somebody running the camera but won't have play-by-play so you, with so it. So you can watch it, but there's right. no play. So, but they've let you in the past show up and do games. Johnston, which makes sense. Yeah, Johnston's going to let me do a game, the first game of the year, Monday, as we kick baseball. off our high school baseball coverage. But that'll be it. Huh. And football, same way. Football, same way. So what's behind this, Trent? I mean, look, at they're going. if, if you've got a grandchild participating in sports or or son or a daughter, whatever, Um, you're going to log on, you're going to be able to watch it, but are they, or do you need to spread the message? Do It's high school, so it's kind of different. I'm kind of torn by this. I guess I'm struggling to understand the reason why they wouldn't want, I mean, this is a pretty powerful station, right? Right, yeah. Why they wouldn't want you to show up and do a game. What... What's wrong? Why Why would they not want that? They want everybody to go to their website, to that's, their portal? That's basically what I was told, is as they're looking to build this out and Johnston looking to do this, is they want every time people just to know that whatever the event may be, and that's the other thing, is they want it for swimming and track and field and soccer and, and every sporting event that they have, they want to have the video stream and maybe the play-by-play that goes along with it there so you know, and, and your grandson, he's on the swim team, you're going to be able to watch every home. Mm-hmm. They're all going to be there. Or me, I got out for a game or two. Right. Or you can go so to- is this? A, is there an educational aspect to this? I mean, is, is there going to be a an extracurricular or whatever that you know you want to film a game mm-hmm. or you want to you get your? I would ex- expect first exposure to television or radio. Right. At the high school level before maybe you go on and try and do something in that in college to parlay that into a, you know, a career. Is that what's behind it? Do you know? I, I would guess that has to be a component. I think that would make a whole lot of sense. I do know Valley does a really good job of this. And in fact, uh, during state basketball, one of the games that can't, I think it was girls basketball and we had, it was during Murph and Andy. And during Murph and Andy, we weren't going to put high school play-by-play on. Mm-hmm. But I was making my way down to Wells Fargo to watch some games a little bit later, and I listened to the student radio station. And, and that's been there for a long time, yes. right? Yeah. What is it? K. I don't know. I think K- Joe Val Quinn, like that. Joe Quinn, yeah. our buddy Joe Quinn, wouldn't who, be a surprise. Uh, came up through that those ranks. And now and they, he's doing afternoon the two drive kids in Omaha. Did a really good job. Did they? And I, I saw him down there, and I, I talked to them. Both really, really good kids, and I enjoyed. They're broadcast. They did a good job. Right. But the Valley jo- doesn't prohibit anybody right. else from going to no. do the game. No. That's the difference with the, with the way Johnston is handling yes. things. Yes. Brad, Brad Rose, he, and every time I come out there, very accommodating. Everybody there has been very good. And they know, again, like you said, the power of having the games on radio, mm-hmm. being on Sports Talk and being on KXNO, what it can do in helping build more But fans. do you need that at the high school level, though? I mean, can you really create fans? If you're on... Johnston.com. I don't know what it is, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. But you get my point. You're, you're going to get those people. If you're, if you're broadcasting, is, is anybody in Indianola caring? You right. know, uh, in, in, whatever, Pleasant Hill, Ankeny. Um, if there's some kids maybe that are big prospects, maybe you start to build it that way. Guys that are on their way to play at Iowa, things like that. It's a possibility, I guess. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're looking at that. That local it's a captive market. audience. Yes. Jansen's got a captive audience. I wonder, well, so will they be the last to do this? Probably not. Uh, probably not. No, I, I think Will, this will is they the way be the last coming. to 
pro- prohibit anybody non uh, or, or will they prohibit media entities from trying to cover a game? Well, and I wonder going forward if, if that changes the way that I do things, if that means that I need to make a partnership with one of these schools. That might be the next step. I, I know you've told me in the past that there was very close to being a relationship here with one of the schools, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe that's the way that it goes, too. Mm-hmm. Because, all right, we are going to... Do every... No, I didn't ever got past the corner office. Right, right. <laughs> you know, but, I think but... I proposed it and it was me instantly shot down. <laughs> right. But, you know, before I left here the first time. But that's, if, if everybody mm-hmm. is going to be doing that, well, I'm sure a lot of the schools would say, well, let's go with the most powerful sports brand in the market and see if we can make a partnership there. Well, Dowling's got their own radio network, yep. but they let you come in and do games, yep. etc. Well, we'll see if this is a success or not. I found it interesting. I also found it interesting, we're going to talk to Mark Morehouse in a few minutes. Nate Stanley's part of this Manning uh, passing cap. I-, I didn't know that the list has been out for a couple of weeks, and I know they're still adding to it. I think it's great that he's going down there uh, in his senior year. Alex Hornerbrook was there last year. He was the, what do they call it? The MVP of the Peyton Manning, I don't know who comes up with or votes in it. Um, But your boy Hornibrook last year. He was the guy. And boy, you like to bring it up last summer. (laughs) Well, just we were trying to make a case for Wisconsin, right? I did so in jest as opposed to anything else. But, but Nate, why wouldn't you go to that? I think that's great. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he had something on Instagram a couple weeks ago that he had had gotten an invite or accepted the invite, whatever it was. So that. they invite you. You don't apply to go. Is that it? I believe that's how it's done. Senior quarterbacks only. I don't know that. No, it's not because Trevor Lawrence is there. Oh, is he? Yes. Wow. All right. I mean, that's the who's who. Yeah, and Hornerbrook was a junior last year. It's a good call. Mm-hmm. Good call. Who's who of college football, it, though? Well, two is not there, but it's a hell of a list. Yes. And you got a chance to learn from Peyton and Eli Manning, for God's sakes. You just hope you don't get on Cooper's team, right? <laughs> you know, apparently he was a pretty good athlete. He was. Apparently, he some was people pretty... say the best athlete. Well, he was. Yeah, he wasn't a quarterback. He was right. a receiver. But neck right prevented. Yes. I think it there was something. He went that... to Ole Miss though. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you got four teams: Archie's team, Eli, Peyton. Yeah, you want to be on Peyton's team. I'm on Cooper's. Yeah, you want to be on Peyton's team if you have a choice. We we uh, we'll talk to Mark Morehouse next. An eagle for Tiger. Minus, minus four in his last four holes. He's one under on the day. Look out. Eldrick, with a couple of double bogeys on the card, is now back uh, to one under. Brooks Kepka, by the way, is just tearing the golf course up. He, he is, is a robot. Just unbelievable. I don't I don't trust that guy. He doesn't eat cheeseburgers. Doesn't no, he? but he wins golf tournaments. Does win golf oh, tournaments. Oh, my God. You're he, right. I think he is a robot, though. He is. Not much personality. No, not a lot. He's yoked. He is strong. Mm-hmm. And perfect golf course for him. Again, there's a reason. He was one of the betting favorites. Yeah, Tiger, though. Cause, I mean, he looked, he looked uh, not good. My boy Tommy Fleetwood hanging around. He was right there to start. Where is he now? Do you know? Do you have an he, update on the leaderboard? Yeah, he was at three uh, when I looked during our he last He still is. Break. My uh, latest I've got is Kepka's five under. He has the lead, two-shot lead. Tommy Fleetwood and Luke List. He's an American. You ever heard of Luke List? No, he sounds made up. He does, but he's uh, right there three under as well. And Tiger, now one under par. Lurking, as they say. So he'll be late off the tee tomorrow. He started yes. his round on the back nine today. He's playing with Kepka. Well, there's like 160-some golfers in this. Is season. there? Yeah. I mean, that's what They started at 5, 5.33 our time, I think, 6.33 out there. Did they really? Yeah. And what time does the coverage start? 1 o'clock our time, I think. Is this TNT still? Yes, it is. It's TNT. TNT. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then the next one, the U.S. Open is Fox. 
And the last time Fox had a U.S. Open on the West Coast, remember? I don't remember the term. Was San it Francisco? C- no, I don't. Seattle? Seattle, I think. In the state of Washington. Was that that ugly course? Yes. Ugh. Yes. But it was the, the, uh, the time difference allowed it to be prime in prime time. time. Yes. I loved it. Saturday night, golf still on at 8 9 o'clock that at night in the great. middle of June. Father's uh, Day, awesome. getting to finish oh, up the fantastic. day with that. Hey, leave me alone. I'm watching the U.S. That's Open. right. It's my day. Yes. Get away. Uh, take a time. I will come back. Uh, Mark Morehouse is next. Alex Halstead on the Cyclones in 25 minutes, closer to 20 minutes. We'll do that as we take you up until noon. It's Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460. 1460 KXNO. Keep up with KXNO on Twitter and Facebook. Go to KXNO.com to learn more from 1460 KXNO. Hi, welcome back. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Alex Halstead in 20 minutes. Not quite. We'll talk Iowa State with Alex Halstead. Right now we're going to talk the Hawks. Well, in a minute, Trent. You ready for this? For what? I got to get ready. There it is. Indeed. Let's uh, go for the green, shall we, with KXNO and EKG Golf. It's time to text the keyword water to 200-200 right now. Your chance to win $1,000 cash. That's water to 200-200 right now. Standard message and data rate supply. Let's get Mark Morehouse in here. Cedar Rapids Gazette, he joins the program. Hello, Mark. Trent and Ken, how are you? I'm great. How are you guys? Doing all well. Do you feel bad for Blues fans this morning? Well, I'm a Blackhawks fan. I know. That's why I asked. That having, I know. Having said that, uh, that was a really bad call. A bad miss call. It's like one of the worst miss calls we've seen in sports in a long, long time. Just unfortunate. And mm-hmm. uh, poor positioning by the officials, and they're going to hear about it. Yep. And you could tell, you know, when the Blues came, I, I hope no Blues were – and I, I don't think I've seen any of the news, but they were doing some things that mm-hmm. sometimes will get you a game misconduct post whistle, post game. Yep. Have you ever? When I'm was the last time you saw an NHL player, Mark, take his stick and just, yeah. uh, just swing it like a bat against the? I haven't seen that in a, yeah. maybe ever. Yeah, I haven't seen that. Haven't seen that in a long time. And uh, I'm thinking the refs blew that so badly that they they weren't going to call anything the Blues did <laughs> at that point. Yeah, just took their medicine. Yeah, there's a couple of them, right? Blues fans will, will uh, conveniently forget that they got away with a non-reviewable uh, uh, missed penalty when I think it was Perron who shot the puck over the boards in his own end. That should have been delayed game. But they couldn't review that either. What we learned yesterday, Mark, was the NHL needs to revamp their review uh, process, in my opinion. That was bad. Well, they have some flaws in logic, don't they? Yeah. I mean, uh, the re- the referee they can't call it a penalty because the referees didn't see it on the ice, but they saw it in the review, but they still can't call it a penalty. Mm. Now fo- try to follow that. I mean that's that's uh, it's like a bunch of kindergartners. Like yeah, let's do this today. Hmm. No, it didn't make a lot of sense. No doubt. You know what does make sense? That as we uh, segue into the Hawkeyes, that Nate Stanley's going to be part of the Manning passing camp. I mean, just an opportunity to, you know, be around your peers and some of the, you know, because this, as Trent pointed out early in the program, this is a great year for college quarterbacks, college football quarterbacks. There's a bunch of them, and there's going to be a bunch of them with Nate Stanley, and they're going to get well coached by Eli and Peyton Manning and, and company that are over there. But just to rub elbows and to, you know, to pick each other's brain, what a great opportunity for Nate Stanley coming up here in the uh, weeks to come. Absolutely. Um, I think you might have oversold a little bit, but <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, this is May. We need everything we can get. Yeah. 
I, I think uh, I think the cool thing about these types of things is this. Uh, when Stanley's going through, when he's in the uh, pilot seat, you know, running a football team in the season, you know, does he have any like, I mean, other than the guys he is in the quarterback room with, does he have people he can reach out to and kind of commiserate with and uh, who are going through the same experience, who have the same sort of demands on their time, on their uh, on their athleticism? So it's probably really cool to hook up with those guys. Yeah, do you see this crazy thing? Yeah, what do you guys do over here? What do you, okay, I see that. I like that. Um, it's probably, you know, kind of like a golf club, you know. <laughs> you go there and you talk about what worked for you. Maybe you have a Gatorade and, uh, hey, you get to be with some kids and you get to be with some uh Obviously, uh, the best quarter. What is it? Four Super Bowls between them. I, I yep, think four between good. them. Not a bad place to be, no doubt. Mark, I want to get into special teams with you. We we've broken down the offense, the defense after spring football. We've kind of left that aside, and with the schedule Iowa has in front of them, they're going to have to win. I think a lot of tight football games to have a very successful season. And with that, special teams always an important part for Iowa. Start with the kicking job. Miguel Racino's very good during his Iowa career. You get a hockey name, though, the inverse of it, with Keith Duncan, hmm. who made the big kick a couple years ago against Michigan. Tell us a little bit more, we know, probably not the strongest leg kicker in Duncan, about the other one vying for that job, Caleb Shudak, guy I don't know a whole lot about. I think it was his dad or his uncle played in Iowa State, was a kicker in Iowa State, um, uh, I want to say late 90s, mid-90s maybe. Um, so he, he's, you know, he's got some real good counsel uh, to lean on, and I think that probably helps him. Both of these guys have been through the ringer. I mean, Miguel Racino uh, took the job for two years. He really kind of came up out of nowhere when when uh, Shudak and uh, Duncan got to campus. Uh, Racino was just a guy, and so Racino woke up, took over, and uh, these two have been in mothballs for two years. I'm going to give him huge credit for fortitude. You don't usually get players stick around for two years. Uh, that's pretty amazing in and of itself. Uh, as far as leg strength, I'd say they're both. 40, you should be a little bit nervous. 45, it might be the top range of these guys in a game. Um, and you know what? Uh, 45 should be able to do it uh, should be, when you have a, a veteran quarterback. So uh, I, I wouldn't be able to call it right now, but um, both guys have good makeup. Obviously, Keith Duncan has been there and done that and desperately wants to be there again. Uh, interesting race, though, Trent. I, it's an important position, uh, especially if you think about special teams and field position with kickoff. But, uh, yeah, interesting question. I think that's going to be one we won't. We'll, you'll still be asking me this on August thirtieth <laughs> if we talk. Right after Kids Day, yeah, we'll, we'll be breaking that down a little bit more, and we know you'll have your chart out, and we'll find out exactly how those guys did. The putter position feels like that. Sleeper Dalton, the incoming grad transfer, he'll be the guy there. How about returns? We know Amir Smith Marset dynamic as a kick returner, punt returner though. If it's not Smith Marset, some other names you'd throw in there for the punt return job. Well, first I want to start with punter. Uh, Michael Sleep Dalton's 27, Trent. Jeez. Now imagine really? a 27-year-old. Yeah, yeah. And, and imagine as a 27-year-old being around, you know, impressionable, young, 21-year-old dude who, yeah. you know, who want to do anything. And so I, I think that there's, I think there's, you know, Iowa is very protective of his culture. I think, you know, I think there's, you know, they're going to, you know, 27 years old, they're introducing a kind of an odd element. I, I think it's going to be fair, fair watching at least. But you're talking about punt returner. I think, uh, my guy would be Geno Stone. I think this is maybe an exit year for Geno Stone if he has a great year, proves everything he can prove. I think it'd be really cool for him, and I think it'd be a huge bonus if he were able to show NFL teams that he can return punts. Mm. I think he can. If you look at the crazy bone fields he had in high school, it's like Micah Hyde. So mm. give him a shot there. I, I kind of like to see him. 
Smith Marset, I think he Trent, I think he's gonna have to earn his way earn his way kind of into the trust zone after sort of a lackadaisical spring or a spring that I mean, you know, some coaches express some uh unhappiness with him. So I, I think punter's open, but I, I like it. I like the veteran touch of Geno Stone. Hmm. Mark, with the announcement yesterday, ABC announced their lineup for the first three weekends of college football in September the 14th. Uh, is Clemson and Syracuse in the primetime window? We knew it wasn't going to be an ABC game, but there was still a chance uh, that uh, Ames would see its first college game day. I think that's out the window now, Mark. A couple of reasons, you know, particularly the one that Syracuse has never hosted either, and Syracuse has Clemson in town, and that's the primetime game. Uh, Herb Street's not going to have to travel after they get off the set at eleven o'clock in the morning. That's where he's going to stay. That's where game day is going to be. Don't you think? Possibly. Uh, how, how 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 can you sell Syracuse? I, I think you can. Last year they they were kind of up. Last year they this game was very close. Last year Syracuse probably should have won it. So yeah, maybe. But the America's Heartland, the mm. the Cyhawk Trophy, the. Uh, where college football really should live and all that stuff. Uh, Ames has never had it. So I, I think you can make a compelling argument. This does not mean that. I got a lot of uh, Twitter yesterday, people saying, well, the, the Seahawks can't be the game day game. It still can be Absolutely the game day game. Can. It's just uh, not going to be at 7 o'clock on, on ABC, which, yeah, like you said, we all knew. I think Randy Peterson says FS1. Mm-hmm. And FS1 has told, told its affiliates or, or uh, uh, the people carrying their, their signal that they're going to make 11 o'clock this year, the the big game. So um, maybe 11 mm. o'clock at FS1 for the Hawkeyes and Cyclones. No, that's Big Fox. That's not FS1. That is Fox oh, National. Fox? I'm sorry. I'm yep. sorry. I'm sorry, Trent. Yeah. Yep. Not three, 11. The 11 o'clock. They're yeah. making that their big window. Well, I get that. Because, I mean, how many times do you watch Corso put on the headset? You're all excited. And then you go to... A half-empty ACC stadium. Here's <laughs> NC State in Virginia, yeah, or point. you go and there's Purdue and Northwestern, point. and a half-empty Ross Aid Stadium. I think that, it makes that sense. That is a great point. That is a great point. And, and I, I, so I think early in the season, especially early in the season, um, you know Jack Trice is going to be filled, and you know it's going to be crazy. And uh, there are some guaranteed optics there. And plus, there's a trophy. It's a trophy game. TV likes trophy games. That elevates them a little bit. I don't know if it'll be enough. I think Ken is ultimately right. I mean, Clemson is the national champion. This was a close game last year. It's out east. It's a kind of a media market with, uh, oh, I think everybody who's been an announcer on ESPN is going to Syracuse or something like that. Yeah. But, uh, there's a, just a lot of pull there. I am kind of, I mean, I know what a pain in the ass it would be for me if, if they did come here, come to Ames and how I would have to cover that. It'd be a huge pain, Ken. But. Uh, I want the I want you guys to have that. I want the fans to have that. I think uh, that would be a huge celebration for our state. Yeah, I'm with you, uh, Mark Morehouse, Cedar Rapids Gazette. Mark, Mark, my last thing for you: the uh, Big Ten, seven hundred and fifty nine million dollars in total revenue for fiscal year eighteen. Unbelievable. Uh, what did the, each school got? Fifty four million, I think I saw something like that. Uh, outdid the SEC. My oh my oh my, Jim Delaney. I don't know what they're going to name after him when he retires after next year, <laughs> but it's going to be something, Mark. What what a difference he has made to the Big Ten Conference. Ken, I would suggest naming Iowa's North End Zone after Jim Delaney because that's, Great that's point. a monument to Big Ten television money. That it, it's That's just a fact. Uh, I don't know what Iowa's next big project would or could be. I've heard uh, talk about a wrestling room, but I think that's going to have to be 100% wrestling. That's from everything I've heard. It's going to be like about $20 bucks and 
it's all it's all going to have to be generated by wrestling fundraising. So I'm not sure. I mean, that's where that stood. That could change. But I, I, right now, maybe maybe a touch up to the baseball park. Um, Panic, I. Until somebody wants to looks at the end zones and wants to match them up, I really can't see anything coming to Kennecott for a while. So uh, uh, they'll be able to pay their football coach, maybe. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding on that one. Yeah, you 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 think the buddy is certainly going to be there for that one, Mark? Uh, transfer yeah. portal has become the buzzword of the off season. Who's going to be the first media member that's going to be able to crack into that thing and find every <laughs> name that's in in the transfer portal? Somebody's got to be able to find that back row, right? I believe I believe twenty four seven did, and I want to say there's one or two people. There, there have been uh, some passwords handed out. Um, I don't have one, but but there have been some passwords handed out. And uh, one thing I think is interesting about the portal is that not everybody who enters it is finding what they want. No. And I want to say I want to say about only half have been picked, or maybe even like thirty percent have been have found schools, and there's still another thirty. And if you look at teams like two teams in Iowa schedule, Miami, Ohio, and Illinois. Both really don't have a quarterback at this time, and a guy like uh, oh uh, uh, somebody just transferred out of Michigan. Um, oh, I can't remember his name. But uh, was, was it McCaffrey? Yesterday. No, I don't think yeah, so. No, no. But 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 uh, there's probably still going to be a big name quarterback that we know who ends up maybe playing at Miami of Ohio in the first week against the Hawkeyes. Uh, oh, Tommy Stevens from Ohio State. Oh, from yeah. Penn State. Uh, he's a guy who's out there still. Miami of Ohio desperately needs a quarterback. He wants to play in the Big Ten. Maybe he goes to Illinois. But that that would be weird. It would be weird to see if these quarterbacks can kind of cling in on a vine and make these teams <laughs> okay. I, I doubt it, but it, it's an interesting thought. Yeah, I saw yesterday the Athletic had a piece. 20% of the FBS Power Conference guys that have put their name in the transfer portal have found another Power Conference home. Only 20%. Not that doesn't that... seem like a good bet, does it? Mm-hmm. No. No. Interesting number. Mark, we're out of time. Thank you, as always, Mark Moorhouse. We'll talk to you next week. Appreciate it. You bet, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, good to talk to you, Mark Moorhouse. Cedar Rapids Gazette. Hawks to the Clones. Alex Halstead next. He had an opportunity to catch up with Coach Prohm as the uh, Cyclone Tailgate Tour uh, continued on. Their stop yesterday was Clear Lake, I want to say. It was one of them anyway. Yes, it was. Uh, So Halstead was there. We'll pick his brain next as we continue on here. It's Miller & Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460. Hawkeyes, Cyclones, Panthers, and Bulldogs. Yeah, we got that covered. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. All right, welcome back. Miller and Condon, Tiger Woods, inconsistent round continues after making eagle. He promptly bogeyed the next hole. He's even par. The leader is that runaway train, Brooks Kepka. He's now six under. Through 15, 600 through 15. And apparently, people that are there covering the tournament mm-hmm. say that it should be, he should be lower than oh, that. Oh, really? Yeah, he's left some, he's left some uh, putts. It's uh, over? We'll see at the U.S. Open? Gee. Wire, wire, winner. Moreover, the PGA or Portland Golden State, the answer's basketball. I think so. Uh, Alex Halstead joins us, CycloneAlert.com. He was in Clear Lake yesterday as the Cyclone Caravan made its way through. Great piece on Steve Prohm. You, you caught up with him. I thought you had a, asked a great question, Alex. Uh, good to talk to you, by the way. Appreciate you coming on, as always. You put uh, in your question uh, whether uh, Coach Prohm is going to have to wait until the 29th 
before he decides to fill that last uh, scholarship. Of course, May the 29th being the NBA deadline. It was great that you put it that way. Um, maybe not the answer that Iowa State fans wanted to hear, though. No, I think there was some hope this week. Um, part of the reason I asked the question, it seems like there's a little bit of buzz after Linda Wigginton in particular didn't get invited to the NBA Combine from the NBA uh, Elite Camp and um, you know, he was something like five or seventeen from the field, and just played okay. And I think people started to say, "Hey, maybe he'll come back." And so, I, I kind of asked it that way. He probe hasn't wanted to speak for Wendell Wigginton or Taven Hort Tucker, but uh, in in that comment, basically saying they don't have to wait to fill the spot, um, basically says that he knows that they've got the spot to fill um, with a transfer. So when you look at it some names that are still out there. I know the transfer market is always in a state of flux, but who are some names that you continue to hear about? Well, there's only really one that we're hearing about. And I got to think Iowa State's working behind the scenes on a few others. You know, obviously Prohm's on a tailgate tour a bit, but uh, they'll have time back in the age where maybe they can still get some kids in over the next couple of weeks. But the main name out there right now is still Rasier Bolton, uh, a guard transfer from Penn State. Now, He's an interesting one because he has taken his official visit. Was at Iowa State last weekend. He right before that was at Cincinnati. Um, I'm, I haven't really heard what other schools are in that mix, but but Iowa State and Cincinnati are, are two of the front runners in terms of teams that have gotten visits. The thing that's interesting about him is, you know, this is a guy that was a freshman last year at Penn State, uh, averaged about ten or eleven points a game, was a pretty decent shooter from beyond the arc. But in a typical transfer, he should be sitting one to play three. Um, he has a waiver in with the NCAA to be immediately eligible. Uh, I'm not exactly sure of the circumstances and the situation there, but you know he is going to try to be eligible immediately wherever he goes. And so, you know, Steve Prohm's comments this week, both in Audubon and then yesterday in Clear Lake, you know, both times that his goal is to get an immediately eligible scoring guard. You know, that's what they need. Mm-hmm. And uh, if they're going to take Bolton, if they can get him they have to feel pretty comfortable that he's going to get that waiver. You know, one of the uh, one of your tweets from yesterday and I I guess I don't understand the logic behind uh Horton Tucker not playing in any games. I mean, he's at the NBA combine, he was invited there. He didn't have to work his way through the, you know, the G League combine um to get an opportunity like Shayok and like Tyler Cook from Iowa who had to go through that process to get to the the uh, the big combine if you will. Why wouldn't you want to participate in these games? I I guess I didn't understand that. That aspect of it, Alex. Yeah, it's kind of become a little bit like we've seen a little bit with the NFL Combine of guys saying, "Hey, we're not. I'm not going to run the forty, or I'm not going to throw, or I'm going to do this or that." And um, it's a lot of times agents and advisors, you know, telling these kids what they should or shouldn't do. And the thinking behind Horton Tucker, from everything I've heard, is that NBA teams, what they like about him is his youth. He's 18 years old; won't turn 19 until the end of November, so they can really mold him. They can basically do whatever they want with his game. He's pretty new to basketball in that sense of, you know, he's still got a lot ahead of him. And then they like his seven foot one wingspan on a six foot four body. And so they like his body. They like that. And those are things he's just already has. And so the thinking that I've heard is that he could only hurt himself by going out there and playing poorly in what's deemed really pickup basketball. Mm-hmm. And most people think he could drive better in individual workouts that are three on three um, and that sort of thing. So, it's all kind of an agent advisor thing, um, but that's the thinking I've heard of why he's not going to play in Chicago. And like you, as part of your tweet, it's not like he's alone, right? There, there's a number of guys that are going that route. Yeah, that's partly why we saw 11 guys, including Mariel Shayak, invited to the combine. Uh, ah. Initially, they were only going to invite three or four, 
and so many guys are saying we're not playing the games. They needed to bring in more guys from the G League camp Makes sense. to make sure they have enough. And so, you know, they went from 40 guys at the G League camp, probably were going to take a couple. They took 25% of the guys from the G League camp, partially because so many guys are not playing at the Combine. So, Taylor Norton, Tucker, there's another layer to the story. It's the uh, theft charge from back a few months back, $16 and stuff that he didn't pay for at Walmart. And sounds like he's not alone on the uh, Cyclone Athletic Board, uh, guys that uh, got in trouble with that. Yeah, I saw that there's another report out today about NEY Street Guy. So, a couple things basically going through, I think, the self-checkout line right. and just not paying for an item and I don't know when Horton Tucker's interviews in Chicago were, uh, but uh, that fight made for <laughs> awkward. Talk. I think he, yeah, he'll he'll meet with the media tomorrow. I think uh, in Chicago, but um, yeah, I mean it's, it's obviously minor things, but still things you don't want to deal with, and you know things you would hope aren't happening. Mm-hmm. You know, back to uh, to the stop earlier in the week in Audubon. Uh, somebody asked uh, Jamie Pollard, I thought it really interesting, because that was the day or, or, or right on the heels of sports wagering being, you know, signed into law here in the state of Iowa as they go through the rules and regulations process before the switch is actually flipped. You know, there is that element to it, right, is, is how are the schools, how are the in-state stu- schools, because they will not be prohibitive, the bettors will not be prohibited from betting on Iowa, Iowa State, Drake, or you and I, um, you know, prior to the game actually either kicking off or tipping off, uh, depending on what sport it was. And, and there's more to this, right? And I thought Jamie Pollard's answer was that, um, you know, they're going to have to spend some time here trying to figure out how to educate their athletes. And I'm sure that they've already done that to an extent. But now that it's here in their state, uh, this is going to be a whole different layer. And you know, obviously, you would think that they would just, you know, that UNLV's AD's phone is going to be blowing up with, you know, with uh, coaches and athletic directors or somebody from departments trying to get how they handle things. But this is an aspect of things that may be getting a little bit overlooked is how they will educate the students. It was a good question. Yeah, I think West Virginia, I, I'm forgetting all the states, but I think West Virginia, they have it. Yep. To start to deal, yeah, they, they're starting to deal with it a little bit. So, Jamie, maybe that's a Big 12 counterpart. Uh, yeah, education is going to be a big part of it. They obviously already do some education of, hey, you can't fill out brackets. and But this is a whole other level. You know, you're going from playing fantasy sports, college fantasy sports or whatever, and telling them they can't do this to they can't go wager in Prairie Meadows and stuff. So right. I think there's going to be an education part of it, and that's probably going to have to be ramped up. But the other thing Pollard brought up that I think maybe is equal or bigger is the monitoring. He said, you know, they're going to have to figure out how you monitor this because obviously – the Nevada Commission does a lot of monitoring, and they can mm-hmm. pick that stuff up. But how are schools supposed to monitor? How is the NCAA going to monitor? You know, he talked about they're going to have to wait to start to see how things play out to see if they have to add a a new hire, like a completely new person in the compliance office to deal with this. Um, he doesn't think they uh, school alone could ever completely monitor because they don't know how to do that. They've never mm-hmm. done it. But uh, that was his big question is how are schools going to monitor this and make sure nothing is going on because you can – educate them but you still got to make sure you're monitoring it yeah no i'm with you i think that's uh yes another compliance officer um it's it's interesting there's there's certainly that element to things is how schools are going to and you know when you go back right to it 
That's why I think that they, at least that was what one of the reasons that they said that they should get a little piece of it, right? A little piece of the pie because we're going to have to spend, you know, money out of our own pocket to help uh, educate our athletes. Meanwhile, you know, these guys are making money. Well, everybody's making money off athletes, let's face it. Uh, but that was, that was, that was a fair point. So what are you doing? Will you catch up with the Cyclone Tour? Are you making your way to Chicago? What have we got coming up at a Cyclone Alert part of 24-7 Sports, Alex Halstead? Well, yeah, I think the big thing is I'll probably be back on the Cyclone Tailgate Tour next week. Um, they go to Knoxville Monday. That's not too far from me. And then the last day is Marshalltown. So just try to kind of stop if any news happens. If Iowa State gets a basketball transfer or anything, obviously it's a good time to get Prome again or, or Campbell or anything like that. Iowa State football players report back this weekend, so they'll start off-season workouts, I think, next week. So things still ramping up back here in the summer, and uh, still enough, I mean, this tailgate tour keeps me with something to write about. You know, back to Monday on the tour, didn't Prom say that they're going to add somebody that we don't know? Isn't there going to be another high major added to the schedule? Didn't we see that? Yeah, I asked him Monday, and he, I said, you guys going to add another high major? And he said, no. And then he started going into it and listing him off, and he almost revealed another high major that they haven't announced. And he's like, oh, yeah, we will add one. We just haven't <laughs> announced it. So they're going to have another high major. It's probably going to be a home-and-home. There's been some rumors, and this is all Twitter speculation, yeah. but um, there's been some rumors of Oregon State. So we'll see who it is. I mean, that's kind of a random one, but mm, it sure I, haven't, is. Like, actually, I haven't actually heard it, but there's been a, a little bit on Twitter before this, well, that's happened, so well the secret scrimmage. Well, the secret scrimmage. I mean, they've they've in the past they've, you know, they've scrimmaged against a Creighton or Nebraska. Does does the Nebraska thing make sense with Hoiberg there? It, it might. It sounded like Hoiberg and Prom might spend some time together this offseason at some mm-hmm. point, unless that was just a, a talking thing. But they've scrimmaged Nebraska the last two years. Last year they also scrimmaged Wisconsin, um, so they might have them again. But. They've kind of gone towards that two-scrimmage thing and, and away from any exhibition games. Yeah, I like it. I do. Uh, Alex Halstead, Cyclone Alert. Alex, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Yep, thanks, guys. Yeah, good to talk to you. Alex Halstead, 24-7 Sports, CycloneAlert.com. You want to be a compliance officer at Iowa, Iowa State, <sighs> pursuant to sports wagering education? What's it pay? I don't know. I don't know that. Thirty grand a year? No, not so much. Um, Six figures that I could talk about gambling and... <laughs> Boy, the, the no, you'd have to give it up though. Oh, that sounds awful. No, you without you would have to give it up. No, no, I not do as I do. Let's do as I say. Don't do it. Ah, gotcha. I can do it. Don't do it though, young gotcha. man. Gotcha. You get in trouble. Yeah, indeed, you would. Yeah, I don't think the best job. But it's a, it's a fair point that, that that he brings up that Pollard brought up, and I'm assuming that you know that uh, uh, Barda in the other side of the state when they don't do these things, but when we get an opportunity to get with him in Chicago in late July, that that'll be a massive talking point. Has to be injury reports that'll go along mm-hmm. with it. Does it happen this year? It has to. Yes, the answer yeah. is yes. Yes, I mean, there's more states flipping switches. Um, I'd be one for a, to mention next week to Dylan or to uh, does yeah Pollard would be on them all so that that would be good or Matt Campbell has mm-hmm. he been alerted to how the Big Twelve is going to because ha- it's got to be mandated no there's no doubt it's once a week enough middle I, of the week yeah I think so Wednesday. don't need to know what it is right just so and so is doubtful yep yeah you don't have to put down what the injury is or mm-hmm. what part of the body it is. I think for the most part we'll be able to read between the lines. The guy's grabbing his ankle as he's going off the field right. or off the court. Right. We'll be able to figure it out. But yeah, 
No, the upper body, lower battery hockey, yeah, hockey terms. Hockey. Uh, the the NFL they updated as you know throughout the week, and uh, they have the inactives that come out. Well, for the fantasy players, uh, college just once a week, I think. And and and, and I'm not saying that. Let's use Trevor Lawrence, right? Mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence shows up that he's doubtful before fill in the blank. Big game, big ACC game. I don't care who it's against. But then all of a sudden he's on the field on Saturday and it looks like he might have had a pimple. Um, what, what, what's the blowback? I mean, what, what possibly could, how could they be held accountable? And I don't think there is any. I don't think so either. It's just for the gamblers. Make them appease the people out mm-hmm. there. A little more transparent. Yes. All right, speaking of transparent, let's put you on the record tonight. What's the number in Golden State as Portland will try and even this series tonight? Seven and the hook. Do you have a feel? I kind of like Portland. Do you? Kind of like... They can't shoot as poorly as they did last time? That's the thought process behind it. Yeah, McCollum and Lillard have to, I mean, clearly have to do more. Right. That's where I'm thinking. That's where I'm leaning right now. How about you? I don't have a feel. Not at all. No, I'm going to watch the uh, uh, the Cubs and the Reds tonight. Um, they'll finish up their set. It's five forty. This Castillo kid for for Cincinnati is terrific. In fact, are they favored in this game today? Ah, uh, yes, the Reds are That's minus one forty. I figured pretty heavy. Think about that. You think I'm jumping on the Cubs in plus, the plus money, money with Cubs. I'm doing. Don't that. see that, especially against the last place team in their division. Right. No, that doesn't happen very much. Quintana's been good too. Cardinals tonight, they're on the road again and for finish Atlanta. Finish up in Atlanta. Wayne Wright, uh, and yes. I don't know who pitches for the Bravos. Uh, for It'll be Julio Tehran okay. on the bump. Mm-hmm. Twins late night, Seattle. Oh, that's right. They're out west, yes. aren't they? Pineda on the bump in his old stomping grounds yeah, out there. Good stuff. All right, we are back Hockey. at it. Is it over? Uh, Bruins yeah, done? Yeah, the Bruins will win tonight. I, I mean, if they if they don't win tonight, they'll win in Game Five. But it's inevitable. Boston, a Boston team is going to play for their championship. Seemingly, it's been I mean, months. Yeah, that, well, weeks, weeks, months. Yeah, I'll give you that. Uh, that's right. Celtics got eliminated. Yes. Thankfully. All right, we are back tomorrow. We're going to uh, go to Vegas. Chris Andrews from the South Point is going to join us. Mm-hmm. Look forward to that. Uh, Murph and Andy are next to two. That's your next local programming. The Fanatics will re-wrap up the day at four. And the Morning Rush will start it all again at 6 a.m. tomorrow. Trent Con and Ken Miller, 1460 KXNO.